Hey, Blackhawk Church, and to those of you who are part of our Blackhawk Chinese ministry, Dijong Zime Ping An. Hey, you guys, did you have a great uh, Gratitude this past week? Did you remember uh, every day to write down three things that you're thankful for? Well, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you need to go and watch the message that Pastor Matt preached uh, last week. He interviewed a woman in our church named Sarah Stevens, and she really reminded us of this truth. If we want to be thankful, we need to do uh, thankful. I'm not going to stand up here and act like this is like a normal Thanksgiving week because this is anything but normal for uh, all of us. I mean, the world is completely uh, different. And to say that this is not a normal Thanksgiving week is like a a no-brainer. It's like saying it gets cold in Wisconsin in January. I'm like, it's a no-brainer, duh. That's what makes me so excited about the series that we are about ready to enter into This series is called the Advent Series, and it's like comfort food for my soul. It's like something that we do pretty much every year here at Blackhawk, and I need uh, this series right now because Advent reminds us that we always need to adjust our hope uh, upwards. So some of us are not from church backgrounds where we know what Advent is and things like that. So let me talk a little bit about what this uh, word means. The English word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, and it means arrival or coming. And for hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, churches around the globe have celebrated the arrival of Christ when he came the first time, and we're looking forward to the arrival of Christ when he returns the second time. We look forward by looking back. And as we look back, we're encouraged to look uh, forward. Advent uh, in the church calendar has four Sundays to go with it. So here are the four Sundays of Advent uh, this year. This is the first Sunday, and today I'm going to talk about the traditional Advent theme of hope. Next week, I'll talk about the traditional Advent theme of peace. And on December 13th, Pastor Charles will talk about the Advent theme of joy. And then on December the 20th, Pastor Matt will talk about the Advent theme of of love. These are traditional themes that churches, thousands of churches all around the globe uh, focus on, and we need uh, this focus in our world uh, right now at Blackhawk Church. At Blackhawk Church also, during Advent, we, we join a conspiracy. We join thousands of churches around the globe in what we call Advent Conspiracy. An Advent conspiracy is where Christ followers around the globe conspire to take Christmas back from the consumption holiday that it's become, and we conspire to remember that it should be about a holiday of joy and peace and justice and love. That's what it's really intended to be. So one way in which we celebrate Advent conspiracy is every year we take up an offering. And then every dime and every penny of that offering goes to organizations, both locally, nationally, and globally, that are doing works of compassion and justice and love. And there are so many organizations uh, around that do that. 
for the last 12 years, you guys have been super, super generous. The total amount of offering that we have given over the last 12 years is over $4 million. And every penny of that has gone to these different organizations. Our director of impact, Susan DeMell and her team, every year choose different local, national, and international organizations, and we, they distribute that money to those organizations. This year, these organizations are these. Domestic Abuse Intervention Services, Just Dane, Lighthouse Church, Maidem, Mount Zion Baptist Church, Nehemiah, Center for Urban Leadership and Development, Second Harvest Food Bank of Southern Wisconsin, and Water Mission. These are some fantastic organizations. If you want to learn more about these organizations, just go to our website. We have cool videos there, and you can learn all about these different uh, organizations. Now, some of these organizations are faith-based, and some of these organizations are not faith-based. And pretty much every year, we get the question, well, why would we as Christ followers, want to give our resources to non-faith-based organizations. I love it when I get that question because it gives us an opportunity to talk to people about the gospel. So we give to non-faith-based organizations because it's the kind of thing Jesus wants us to do. It's the kind of thing that we were created in Christ Jesus to do. Paul reminds us in Ephesians 2. For Am I a little too excited here? i got to calm down. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus. What does that say? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are not saved by doing good works. We are saved by grace through faith. And then once we are saved, he wants us then to do good works. It's it's why he created us. So really helping organizations that are about compassion and justice and things like that, it's really God wants us to do. We also learned from Jesus. uh, He said this. In the same way, let your light... Oh, stop. i got to get the context for this. Remember, this is Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says to the people gathered on this, you are the light, of, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put a bowl over it. Instead, they take that bowl off so that the light can shine to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Here at Blackhawk Church, we believe that these things follow logically. Good works produce goodwill in our community. And that gives us an opportunity to talk about the good news of Jesus Christ. It's a privilege, a privilege to come alongside really wonderful organizations in our community and nationally and internationally that are not faith-based but are doing really fantastic uh, things. It's the kind of thing we should be doing. Here's one organization that we are coming alongside of uh, this year. Watch this. My name is Chris Taslar, and I work for Second Harvest Food Bank of Southern Wisconsin. And the support that you give with this particular campaign, it's very easy. 
You're gonna provide food to the most vulnerable people in our community. You're gonna provide food to kids who, without it, they're gonna struggle in school. You're gonna provide food to seniors who, with it, are gonna be allowed to save enough money in order to save, stay in their homes. And you're gonna be able to provide food to families and provide a little peace of mind for them uh, as they're trying to figure out if everybody in the household can eat or if it's just the kids who are gonna eat. That's the difference you're gonna make in our community. The mission of Second Harvest Food Bank of Southern Wisconsin is easy. It's to provide food to, for those in our community who are struggling with hunger. But our reason for being here, it's really to help make our community a stronger place to live. It's to give people a hand up who are just looking for a little help. And it's to also serve people with respect and dignity as they're going through a tough time. That's why we're here. The project that you'd be supporting is simple. It's providing food. Uh, over 100,000 people before the pandemic struggled with hunger. Since the pandemic, we're actually seeing about 40% more people who are struggling. And it's, it's these folks who they've, they've never had to ask for help before in the, in the past. So how are we responding? From the beginning of the pandemic till now, we've actually provided 50% more food than we did the same time period last year. And the only way we could do that is through the support of the community and through uh, the support of people just like you. The way we see it, the pandemic is not ending soon. The need for us to provide 50% more food is not gonna end soon. And the reality is, our need for support is not gonna end anytime soon. Beyond the generous financial support that you're providing through this particular program, members of Blackhawk Church can do two things. They can give time or they can give voice. How do you give time? You come and you volunteer. The reality is we've sent out over 455,000 boxes to those that we serve since the pandemic began. Every one of those needed to be assembled by volunteers or our own staff. So that's give time. Give voice, go out to our website, go out to our social media channels and interact with us and understand what we're doing to help end hunger here in our community and then share that with the people who, who you trust and who are your friends. You can give time, you can give voice, just go out to secondharvestmadison.org. Awesome. It's just awesome. So we come alongside organizations that are fantastic organizations like Second Harvest. What a great organization. You can volunteer for them or you can give to them through Advent Conspiracy. Just go to our website, find Advent Conspiracy. It's really simple to figure out how to give. Well, this Sunday, my task is to talk about hope. So what are you putting your hope in? What do we hope for right now? I mean, I would just love to have you right here in a, in a little circle and I could just have a little discussion about that because I would imagine most of us are putting our hope in science, like a new vaccine. You know, we are hoping for a day when this global pandemic will just go away and go away quickly. I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting our hope in that kind of thing because this thing is just devastating uh, so many people's uh, lives. So for many of us, we, the very first thing we think, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, some people will come out with a new vaccine and that will get rid of this pandemic as quick as possible. It's a good thing to hope for. Some of us, if we were asked that question, what are we hoping in? 
would go political, like right away, we're going, well, we're, we, we really like the way things turned out uh, with the presidential election, and we're putting our hope in a, a new president uh, for our country. And many of us in the church might not be so excited about that, but a whole bunch of us probably are. So it's like, hey, what's wrong with hoping for like a new day? There's nothing wrong with hoping for that. Some of us might say, you know, I'm hoping for a new year, Pastor Chris. I mean, I'm sick of 2020, you know, like I'm looking forward to 2021. I'll tell you somebody who's been looking forward to 2021 for several years now, and that's your friendly neighborhood pastor, because uh, I got 213 more days in this role as a senior pastor before I pass the baton to Matt Metzger. And my wife and I and family, we've been thinking about 2021 for a long time time and it's coming up and so we're looking forward to that many of us are looking forward to a new year with new possibilities there's nothing wrong you guys with hoping for a vaccine hoping a new president does a great job or hoping for a new year but advent reminds us to always adjust our hopes upward. Advent reminds us to always adjust our hopes upward. Because uh, you can put your hope in a new vaccine, and you can put your hope in a new president, you can put your hope in a new year, but uh, something is going to happen to crash and dash your hopes. But when we put our hope in the Lord, bam, our strength is renewed. Why don't you grab a Bible uh, and turn to Isaiah chapter 40. And if you don't have a Bible, we'll provide a passage uh, on the screens for you right now. Great passage from the book of Isaiah. We read in verse 28 of Isaiah chapter 40. Do you not know? Have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But... Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Man, I love this passage. This is a fantastic passage. Look at these verse, this verse right here. I love this. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Anybody? Anybody weary? Anybody feel weak? Anybody feel tired? Anybody? I mean, like what? See the contrast? But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. If you feel weary, you feel tired, you feel weak, the answer to that is to hope in the Lord. And now our strength will be renewed. And I love this new board with this new marker. I just love this thing so much. All right, here we go.
What does it look like for us today to put our hope in the Lord when we're weak and tired and we're weary? Even youths grow tired and weary. You could be an athlete at UW and you're still going to stumble and fall. You're going to uh, uh, falter. You're going to wear out sometime. But people who hope in the Lord, you'll always be renewed. What does that look like? Let's say we put our hope in a vaccine. Nothing wrong with that. We put our hope in a vaccine, and we hope that everything is going to be better after that. Does anybody stop? Does anybody remember pre-COVID? Like, does anybody remember that people were dying and are dying now of things that had nothing to do with COVID, right? You know that, right? So great, vaccine comes out. Good. But still, all kinds of tragedy still takes place in the world. Three weeks ago... um, from yesterday, November the 7th, my wife and I, on Saturday morning, were sleeping soundly. And in the morning, the phone rang. And it was my wife's sister who lives in Illinois. And we thought, well, what's Debbie calling for? And we picked up the phone. And uh, Debbie was telling Sunshine and myself that the oldest sister, Kathy, had been rushed to the hospital in Tucson, Arizona. She had experienced a shortness of breath, and she was in the ICU unit. And my wife and I instantly thought it was what? Yeah, COVID. Oh, yeah, COVID. It wasn't COVID. But it was a form of heart disease. And later on that Saturday... She passed away. She was taken to the emergency room. And everybody in the emergency room said, oh yeah, this must be COVID. It wasn't COVID. It was heart disease. And she died. They're going to come out with a vaccine. And we're still going to have friends that die. We're going to have friends that get cancer. We're going to have things that go wrong. Here's what I'm saying. When we put our hope in anything Besides the Lord, there's a good chance that our hopes will one day be dashed. Put your hope in new medicine, new president, in a new year. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for having your hopes dashed. But those who hope in the Lord, bam, they'll renew their strength. They'll renew their strength. Well, how does that take place? When we place our hope in the Lord, we're placing our hope in uh, the one who is, uh, Advent reminds us, <laughs> that he's going to return one day. He came uh, one time, and he's going to come again. And when he comes again, uh, this problem-plagued planet uh, is not going to have any pandemics on it when he returns. It'll be a brand new world. Isaiah reminds us about that too in Isaiah chapter 11. Let's read from Isaiah 11, first uh, few verses. Isaiah writes, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse 
From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. The young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Most of you know that I have a grandson who turns four on New Year's Eve. And thanks for having a party in his honor. I really appreciate that. What would happen to me if I took my grandson, who's about ready to turn four, to the zoo and had him put his hand in the viper's nest? <laughs> well, I'd be arrested <laughs> for child abuse, and his mother would never let me play with him uh, ever again. That would be the end of me and, uh, and him. What's this passage talking about? Should we take this passage literally? I mean, uh, you know, the Lord uh, is strong and mighty, and uh, if he wants to uh, have the uh, lion uh, have its constitution changed and no longer be carnivorous and, and eat straw like an ox, well, I, the Lord can do that. But I really don't think that's what's taking place. What the prophet Isaiah is doing in chapter 11 and throughout much of his book is he's speaking in metaphorical terms, in language that causes our mind to dream and to fantasize about a world that we can't even imagine. A world where there is security, a world where there is peace. I love what one commentator wrote. He wrote this. In the Messiah's reign, the fears associated with insecurity, danger, and evil will be removed, not only for the individual, but for the world as well. When the Messiah comes back, when the son of David comes back, when the lion of the tribe of Judah, when he roars, when he comes back, this problem-plagued planet is going to change. It's going to all change. And it will be a place that we all long for. 
We've always longed for a place where there's this perfect peace, where people get along and just live together in perfect peace. That has never happened in any amount of sustained time for a long period of time in any place because it is within our fallen nature to be about pride and arrogance and power and and strength and might and we put other people down and it's always happened but when the lion of the tribe of Judah when the son of David when the Messiah comes By the power of the Spirit of God, this whole place (laughs) is going to change. Pastor Chris, I don't know. I don't know, Pastor Chris. I don't know. I just think this is religious mumbo-jumbo. I think he's just like, I don't know. Stop, stop, stop. That's why we have Advent. Advent reminds us if he came the first time, He's coming the second time. I mean, the prophet Isaiah wrote in chapter 7 that a virgin would conceive and give birth to Emmanuel hundreds of years, hundreds of years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And if Isaiah was right about that, well, he's batting a thousand, and he's going to be right about this. And one day, the Lord will return. And when he comes back, you see, those who hope in the Lord, it doesn't matter what's happening around us. When we hope in our Lord, our strength is renewed. It's renewed. (laughs) Because he has a plan for this planet. When our strength's renewed, uh, what's that like? What's that like? Remember the passage in Isaiah uh, 40? But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Have you ever seen an eagle fly? Have you ever ever seen a bald eagle fly? I've never seen anybody who's seen a bald eagle fly and go, oh, that's a bald eagle, big deal. Not just that this never happens. When someone sees a bald eagle fly, they go like, whoa, that is amazing. You know, uh, every year I try to go on a wilderness uh, trip uh, to uh, the Quetico in Canada. And this year, because of COVID, we couldn't go to Canada. We had to go to Minnesota. But that's okay. Minnesota is full of bald eagles and lots of fish. And this year, uh, we saw our share of bald eagles. And uh, one time, after uh, three of us finished cleaning some fish a bald eagle decided to swoop in. Watch this. Oh, my my gosh. gosh. (laughs) Let me tell you the story behind that. So... We were coming around a bend, and I saw uh, my friends cleaning some fish. And when you camp uh, with us, this is how you do it. So uh, when we catch fish, uh, we clean them away from the campsite. And then uh, after we are done cleaning them, then we usually go back to our campsite, and we wait for the eagles to show up. But as they were bending down, uh, you know, cleaning uh, the fish, as they were getting ready to do that, there were three guys on the shore. And uh, the guy who uh, shot that, his name is Mark. 
he felt that eagle fly through to see what they were doing. And that eagle flew so close to him while he was cleaning the fish, he says that he could feel the wind off the wings of an eagle. Not a lot of people have ever felt that. (laughs) And then they just cleaned the fish and watched that eagle sitting there in that tree. And when they got done, they just backed away. And Mark had his camera with him, and he just took that picture, and that eagle flew down like that. I tell you, you see something like that, and you are like renewed right away. That's what happens to people who hope in the Lord. And listen, there's nothing wrong with hoping for a vaccine. No, no problem with that. There's nothing hoping, uh, wrong with hoping that a new president will do wonderful things. That's great. And there's nothing wrong with hoping for a new year. But Advent reminds us that we need to be the people who always adjust our hope upwards. Because you can put your hope in a vaccine and a new president and a new year, and somehow your hopes are going to be dashed in some way. But when we hope in the Lord, (laughs) we will be renewed. Because what the Lord can do in this place, in our hearts, and on this planet, you guys, Advent reminds us to always adjust our hopes upward. Is your hope in the Lord? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for just a a simple reminder that we, we should be different people. We should hope and uh, pray for uh, a new year. We should hope and pray for uh, the success of a new uh, president. We should hope and pray for medicine and a new vaccine. But we know, Father, uh, that uh, just like uh, youths grow tired and weary, young men stumble and fall, we put our hope in those things, we'll, we'll grow tired again, we'll grow weary again, we'll, we'll, we'll stumble and we'll fall because our hopes will be dashed. We pray, Father, that you would help us to be Advent kind of people, that we would be people who would put our hope in the Lord and that we would feel our spirits uh, renewed like we, <laughs> like we, are on eagle's wings. We pray this in Christ's name for the sake of his reputation. All God's people said out loud, wherever you are, amen.